This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon and welcome to the Daily Digest on the Bigger Picture with me, Lim Su and and Tishao Ik. So today we'll be talking about the arrest of artist activist Fahmi Reza. And uh, yes, he was arrested again last Friday for his allegedly seditious satirical um, Spotify playlist. And that rubbed many Malaysians the wrong way as many took to Twitter to voice their frustrations. However, there were also some who voiced their support over over the arrest. So we'll be discussing the events that transpired and speak uh, with a freedom of speech activist about the importance of satire and dissent in a democracy. Yes, so we'd like to hear from you. You can tweet us at BFM Radio or WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899 if you have any thoughts that you'd like to share with us. Mm. So last Friday at about 7pm, artist activist Fami Reza was arrested in his own home for alleged um, sedition. So for those who may not recognise his name, Fami is most widely known as the guy who designed the Najib clown face poster. So according to one of his lawyers, Uhindra Nadarajan, some seven police officers had shown up at Fami's residence um, that evening and caused damage to his front door during the arrest. So Yohendra said, and I quote, when I arrived, the police had already broken open the door and arrested him. So according to Bukit Aman Criminal Investigation Department Director Datuk Huzir Mohammed, the investigation was linked to a Facebook post on Fami's Facebook account uh, containing um, the Queen's photo and it had uh, the words, this is Dunkika and the playlist featured songs containing the words jealousy in the song title. So Fami was being investigated under the Sedition Act or Akta Hasutan and Communications and Multimedia Act. Hmm. So the arrest was made at a time where many Malaysians have been vocal about their dissatisfaction towards um, both the uh, elected and unelected establishment on social media. So over the past week or so, you know, if you were on Twitter, you might have noticed that the hashtags uh, Kraja Angagal and Dengkika have been trending quite a lot. So Fami's arrest only served to fuel the frustrations felt by many of these Malaysians. So within a day of his arrest, um, the hashtag Kita Penghasut, or We're All Seditious in English, that started trending on Twitter. Mm. And while in lockup, Fami Reza wrote a note, which also has gone viral on social media. So the note reads, and this is um, what we've translated from BM to English. Uh, and I quote, In a country where a graphic designer is censored, arrested and jailed for his artwork, it is extremely important that this form of creative expression, satire and parody as a form of protest, is continued to be practised and defended. Yes, yeah, so um, Fami was released on bail on Sunday. And upon his release, um, he put out another statement. He said that one of the contributing reasons to his release was the constant support and solidarity shown by his comrades who voiced their displeasure towards his arrest, both online and offline. He said that, you know, it was their um, solidarity, uh, all the outpouring of support that gave him the spirit and courage to keep fighting. And Fami also promised that despite his most recent arrest, he will not be slowing down anytime soon. Mm. So there'll be a lot to unpack here about, you know, what transpired over on Friday night and over mm. the weekend. So after the break, we will be speaking to Nalini Elumalai, the Program Officer of Article 19 Malaysia, but we're now we're going to be uh, we're going to be playing a clip from an interview that BFM's Inside Story did with comic book writer Ernest Ng a couple of weeks ago, and this was on why satire is important. So, um, if the name sounds familiar to you, Ernest has been writing humorous comic books on Malaysia's struggle against the COVID nineteen pandemic. So, here's what he said when asked what satire can accomplish that other forms of criticism might not. I guess the the importance of satire is more or less like um, in a way you can express certain uh, levels of truth into an issue 
where uh, some people might find a little bit uh, heavy or sensitive. Uh. But I mean, it's a good way to diffuse uh, the, the, the intense emotions that the topic comes with. So sometimes people might find it like, oh, why you shouldn't talk about this? You know, you should be... Because sometimes people can be a bit sensitive. People can be like, uh, you know, you're talking about things that I'm very deeply, uh, you know, rooted in. I'm deeply passionate about it and I don't like it when you, when you bring it out in a certain way. So I guess satire, when we put a humorous angle into it and everyone is able to laugh about it, then it's a, it's a, it's a way to diffuse that, you know, that heated discourse. Like if you try to make it more relaxed, try to relax the situation. So I think satire is good in that way. So that was comic book writer Ernest Ng, who previously spoke to BFM's inside story on why satire is important. So if you'd like to listen to that full podcast, you can head over to the BFM app or bfm.my and search for Should Satire Be Protected as Free Speech? And I think he made an interesting point about how, you know, it diffuses the situation, right? Mm. It addresses issues without... Well, directly addressing them head on, sometimes they don't even uh, um, uh, uh, actually articulate, um, mm. y- you know, very clearly what the issues are. It's oblique references, um, it's it's uh, images, it's jokes, it's cartoon strips mm. or whatever, but um, it's little, um, you know dry, quirky, <laughs> sometimes sly mm. humor, uh, and and I think I agree with Ernest on that point mm. that it uh, takes a different approach to looking at an issue, and therefore it's not so in your face, and um, it can diffuse the situation and get you to maybe giggle a little bit. And uh, I mean, it w- depending on what the uh, subject matter is, um, for some of them, you know, it just makes you think, oh yeah, I never thought of things that mm. way. Mm. A lot of times, it's that sort of you know, if you know, you know, sort of. Um, <laughs> Yeah. right if you if you're not familiar with the issue you might not get it at all and you know i i definitely agree with you and Ernest. you know i think it's satire is a way to sort of get this get more people talking about these issues as well because it's a, a more relatable way of talking about um sometimes quite serious issues a lot of pressing issues that are in the news and it 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 goes back to that thing of making things more relatable to people, right? Yeah. Because sometimes when you read the news, you might not, you might only be reading headlines. You're not really getting mm-hmm. the full picture of things. And I find that more often than not, satire is able to do that, even if it's just, you know, a simple comic strip. And I think it um, helps to introduce issues to public discourse, um, especially at a time when people may feel uh, fatigued mm. uh, and uh, simply too overwhelmed by all the news, even if we are just um, scrolling through headlines. Mm. Um, you know, some of us may not even have the headspace to do that these days. Um, but there are certain issues important enough that uh, come to our attention because of satire, because we follow uh, an artist for mm. other reasons. And, you know, perhaps their work of satire uh, brings up an issue. And again, you know, it, for me, many times it's been like, oh, yeah. I never, you know, I never realized that mm. or, or just a little realization that sort of makes you want to then find out a little bit more about it. Mm. Mm. It gets people engaged, right? And mm. I think that's really the, the, the point of it all is is to get people to be invested in the issue that's being brought up and to get more people thinking about things, perhaps not in the way that you might usually do to think about things in a different way. And I think that's why satire is often relatable for a lot of people. Mm. That's right. Mm. 
Well, um, you can continue tweeting us um, your thoughts uh, at BFM Radio. You can also WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. You know, tell us what you think about satire or if you have any thoughts you'd like to, thoughts or experiences you'd like to share with us. Now, we do have to go for a very quick break. And after that, we'll be speaking to Nalini Elumalai, uh, Program Officer from Article 19 Malaysia, for her thoughts on um, the, the, the impact of Fami Ritza's arrest. In the meantime, we'll be back for more on the Daily Digest. BFM 89.9. Welcome back to the Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture. I'm Lim Su and with T. Xiao Ik in the studio. Now, our story for today is on free speech, satire and dissent and the role that it plays in a democratic society. So this is, of course, in response to artist activist Fami Ritza's arrest last Friday for his Spotify pl- playlist that's allegedly seditious towards the Queen. While Fami was released on bail on Saturday, um, many Malaysians have still continued to voice their dissatisfaction towards the establishment and their continuous efforts to clamp down on free speech. So over the past week or so, the hashtags Dengkika, Kerajaan Gagal and Kita Semua Penghasut, which is an anti-sedition law hashtag, all these three have been trending on Twitter. So now we're going to be speaking with Nalini Elumalai, a program officer at Article 19 Malaysia about Fami's arrest and also to um, cover broadly the importance of satire and dissent in a democracy. Welcome to the show, Nalini. So what were your initial thoughts when you found out that Fami Reza had been arrested? Um, firstly, thanks for having me again on this show. Um, well, Fami's arrest is part of ongoing attacks on freedom of expression and fundamental human rights in Malaysia. And I think we have spoke about this a couple of times. And I think, uh, as we mentioned earlier, also, we have an extremely limited environment for freedom of speech in Malaysia. So Fami's arrest and what happened to him on Friday and he's been remanded is part of that um, limited environment and attacks on uh, the ongoing attacks. Um, so criticism of the government and all its state bodies have been clamped on, you know, under this government for the last one and a half year. So my my initial thought is more on how he was arrested by... So the way Fami was arrested by a group of police that broke down his house door is excessive mm-hmm. and uncalled for. You know, in, like, for in my opinion, in the past... Fami always have cooperated when he was called for investigation. You know, he was called for investigation in March and he actually fully cooperated. So, so the question is like why there was an excessive force uh, was used when, you know, when they want to arrest him on Friday. So the police mis- uh, misconduct, uh, you know, was excessive and, and very abusive in, in, in that manner. Hmm. So Nalini, should satire be protected as free speech? Uh, definitely. Um, regardless of what you call it, right? Firstly, uh, the government response was out of line. That is one thing. Um, Fami was having a joke and commenting on issue that is in in the public domain. So there's no reasonable justification for cracking down on something so harmless. And and going back to satire, right? It has to be a, a protected speech. It is a protected speech. Humor that is offensive or provokes discomfort is often a protected uh, expression under the international law as well. So any restrictions on the right to freedom of expression, as we mentioned so many times, in, even in these interviews, including the freedom of joke, must be the strict requirements of having a legitimate aim, um, necessary and proportionate. So if you want to, uh, if there's a, the, the speech or satire that being uh, circulated is actually is, is something harmful, 
and that has to um, uh, and need to be restricted. But you should follow the three-part test that we always have been telling everyone, which is like it has to have legitimate aim, it has to be proportionate, it has to be necessary, uh, and, and it should be um, provided by law. Um, so, but the threat of criminal and civil sanctions uh, for a making a joke, joke in a public is likely to have a chilling effect on humor and satire as well as important political dialogues. Um, and I think satire is basically uh, is also about um, um, you know talking about emerging issues and problems in the society, especially in farmers. Political satire is always about questioning the power of those in powerful. So it has to be protected unless. If there's a harm being caused, uh, any of the expressions, you know, as I mentioned earlier. So, you know, Nalini, some might argue that some of Fami Reza's work can be seen as outright mocking, um, you know, a figure or the establishment. So should there be a distinction made between satire and mockery? I think the most important question is, is like satire and outright, uh, outright mocking instead needs to be distinguished from hate speech of, or expression that ad, uh, can advocate discrimination, hostility, or, or violence toward a certain group. So it's always about a question about whether it's a, a legitimate speech or it is hate speech. So as I mentioned earlier, it is important to point out that uh, criticism uh, of powerful groups, you know, uh, in Kwame's cases, uh, cases like unelected public officials um, and, and, and government should not consider this satire uh, uh, as has hate speech, um, you know. So I think that's uh, most important. So the distinguish is always about whether it's a legitimate speech or it's hate speech. And if it's hate speech, as I, you know, you have to go through the three-part test and if need to be prohibited in the circumstances of it's, you know, it's, it's actually against um, or it's actually threatening the public order security or public health, then, you know, you need to go through the process. But as long as it's not fall into that category, then it's, it's protected. And, and you don't need to make a distinction in satire, parody, or anything, but it's more like, what is this species about? It's legitimate or it's not, you know? That, that is the distinguish that we need to make. Okay, then let's talk about hate speech then. So how do you draw the line between satire and hate speech? Yeah, I think, the as I, as I mentioned, it's, it's whether you need to see whether the speech is advocating for discrimination, whether the satire is calling for uh, or creating a hostile environment for to, towards particular protected groups or creating or calling for violence against certain groups. If it's not falling into these categories, if it's not falling into this uh, distinct, I mean, this um, category of uh, restricted uh, manner, then it is not, you know. So I think the distinguishes come when whether the speech, we need to look into the speech, we need to go through step by step, looking into whether uh, this, uh, uh, whatever the arts is creating an hostile environment against some particular groups, you know. Um, so that we need to distinguish in that way. It's not like whether uh, Fami satire is, is actually uh, offensive or not, because even some offensive speeches are protected under the international law. But again, again, we have to go back whether the speech is actually creating discrimination to the larger society or not, whether it's creating a hostile environment or it is creating a violence towards certain people. So that is that is where we actually see... Uh, um, make a make make a position whether it is not uh, it is 
a legitimate or hate hate speech you know so i think there's a highest threshold when it's come to uh, limiting a speech so the highest threshold is you have to go to this process of whether it's legitimate whether it's provided by law whether it's necessary whether it's proportionate and we again and again we have to go back to this uh, following criteria when we deciding to limit any speeches it not just art but anything you know when it's come to freedom of expression is there are a lot of things and we whatever that we want to limit we have to go to the criteria that we keep on mentioning hmm. so nalini what is the role of satire in a democracy satire is a, is a very specific way to convey uh, a current understanding of a situation with a personal story a commentary or opinion through arts or any medium yeah in a state where uh, in malaysia for example where freedom of expression is limited satire especially true works of art can shed light of characteristic of state bodies or unelected public figures to raise awareness or share experience in the society and also satire is actually can uh, you know is actually can uh, be a platform for criticism and insight and emotion or oppression certain things that been done those in power you know um, satire divides opinions and further conversation is it's provide a platform people to have different opinion within the society um you know um so i think it's just providing a new way a new platform or new new perspective for people to discuss about certain issues uh you know for example corruption or anything um so so satire is also can teach us to live with the difference you know that we can have a different opinion we can see things differently um so it, so in my opinion you know satire is most likely to create um a, a society where we can have a different opinion we can have a differences but also looking at things uh, politically for example differently as well you know it has it shouldn't be just in a one way but it can be like different ways of looking at things so that's why it shouldn't be censored because it's actually providing a platform for people to have more discussions and debates hmm. so another term we've heard a lot when discussing freedom of speech is dissent so why is dissent important in a proper democracy thanks this is a very important question so i would like to take a moment to define dissent for the audience so so everyone who listening this you know can can have this conversation with whoever you know they are having uh, or they are meeting up uh, after this so to dissent is to differ in opinion so the since the question is related to democracy dissent in this context means to disagree with the government of the day or those in power or to tell that you know, we are not happy with that without fear the right to dissent is essential for any democracy the right to dissent is the biggest and also most important right granted under our constitution and it definitely includes the right to criticize as well because no one is uh, spare from criticism right uh, but also there can be no democracy without dissent as well because there's always need to be a check and balance and there's always need to be people to tell whether you are doing right or wrong um and how you can improve yourself um so criticism of the executive or the criticism against the judiciary or the bureaucracy um should not be termed uh, against public order or threatening security in case um that we attempt to uh, you know uh, um control a criticism of the, this institution uh, um or like legislature or executive or judiciary or other bodies of the state then when we start controlling then we're not leading towards a democracy and this is not democracy 
when you're actually uh, putting a lot of restriction on freedom of expression and other fundamental human rights. So to question, to challenge, to verify, to ask for accountability from the government and unelected public officials and figures is the right of every citizen under the constitution. And it's also right to design is also uh, everyone's uh, rights uh, for, you know, within our constitution. So this right should never be taken away otherwise, you know. Um, once it's taken away, will be become an unquestioning failing society. So, you know, we'll be just listening, but we won't be questioning. So it's also failing as a society. Um, and this won't develop us as further as a society, as further as uh, human beings. And of course, you know, in a political scenario, it won't lead to anything, but just end up people with just accepting abusive and violations, but you're not questioning that. So I think that's why the dissent is very, very important in any uh, a democracy. So what then needs to change? Because while we want to protect uh, a person's right to express, for example, Fami Reza, we also can't stop people from reporting to the police, right? So how do we tackle this? Do you think laws need to be updated? The first thing that need to change is like the existing restriction on freedom of expression and other fundamental liberties has to be stopped. You know, the restriction has to stop. All the repressive laws like Sedition Act, you know, uh, Section 233 of CME uh, must be repealed, you know, must be removed. People need to be educated. That This is the most important, you know, whoever is, before you go and lodge a police report against any uh, expressions, you know, people need to be educated first, whether, you know, it's something that be protected or not, whether it's legitimate speech or not. And, and people need to be educated. What is the values um, of democracy as well. Like, for example, people need to be educated that we actually can peacefully disagree or agree to disagree. This is very common um, and important values of democracy. And people need to be taught um, one voice does not have to silence others. You know, accepting differing views is vital to society growth. So people need to be educated on this. And people also need to be taught that, you know, you can have open and constructive dialogues um, in a civilized manner. We can discuss the sensitive issues and to understand each other. So this has to be educated um, to everyone, you know, uh, that so that you don't get offended easily for something is not, you should be offended, right? Um, and people need to be taught that no one should be punished uh, merely for ex- expressing a critical opinion uh, of a powerful individual. Public discourse is particularly important when it comes to the conduct and privileges of of government or unelected uh, public officials uh, who are not subject to accountability at the at the ballot box, right? So I think I think um, we and most importantly, we need a greater uh, protection and promotion for freedom of expression and speech. So in international standard, there's the, there's a speech that need to be restricted in worst case scenario, like incitement to violence and discrimination. So on the other hand, we need to allow more speech and room for people to speak up, receive and seek more information without any censorship. So I think this has to be done and this need to um, carry on by many stakeholders like civil societies, media, um, you know, uh, human rights commissions and everybody who involved in this process of educating um, the society. So I think this need to um, go parallelly with like, you know, asking government to reform laws and things like that, because we believe it's a multi-stakeholder initiative. It should be um, done by everybody collectively so we can educate society together, you know. Hmm. So before we let you go, Nalini, do you have a final message that you'd like to leave us with? 
So my my final message is like humor, satire, parody. You know, uh, these all are, are protected speech and need to be protected unless you know these speeches um, are uh, leading towards discrimination, violence, or hostile environment. Then they they can be uh, prohibited. But it has to go through um, the three part test. It has to go through a standard of human rights. And prohibitions of insults to head of states or public officials, um, or in unelected public uh, public official, um, they have to tolerate more, not less criticism than ordinary citizens. All right, thank you so much for speaking with us today, Nalini. That was Nalini Elumalai, Program Officer of Article 19 Malaysia, sharing her thoughts on Fami Reza's arrest, as well as, you know, talking about the importance of satire and dissent in a proper functioning democracy. So unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for today's show. You can look us up on Facebook at BFM The Bigger Picture to get in touch and drop us a message there. If you missed any part of today's show, you can download podcasts on bfm.my slash daily digest or look us up on the BFM app. Do stay on the radio with us or, or continue streaming us. Um, that has been all from us here on the Daily Digest on the Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.